welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and you are joining me today for episode number 19, Diving Into the Elements Once Again. This one is all about the element of air. This is a four-part series that will go over each of the elements. And I did talk about the water element uh, back on a December podcast and the fire element in January. We will have the earth element wrapping up the series in March, but for today, it's all about air. First, I always like to pull three things I did over the weekend to help with my witchcraft practice. And the first one, in general, I am just so happy to be recording this episode. I had a major life turn with surgery on Monday, February 6th, that altered my body for everything moving forward. I had a full hysterectomy, and I am really looking at this next step in my body's journey as a new, fresh start. This new beginning is both physical and spiritual, And I'm being very deliberate with everything I do right now. Everything. I don't think we get a bunch of second chances. Of course, every day you wake up is an opportunity to do the right thing. But every once in a while, you do get a reset. And I believe I got one. If I am not mindful with it, I am a fool. So my goals for 2023 are perfect. I I will be faithful to them as they each contribute to, you know, the balance um, and getting me where I think I need to be in reaching my highest self. I want that peace. I want the harmony that comes with it. So getting my body healthy is just as important as getting my mind and emotions healthy. And the surgery brought me one step closer to my goals. So I did a card pull. Uh, This time I went back to my Oracle deck And after a couple weeks of recovery, I wanted some direction on the week ahead. I'm just now supposed to be going back to work, although I cheated and went back last week a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Maybe didn't work my 10-hour days, but um, I did put in uh, some effort every day, Monday through Thursday, and Friday actually worked from home because it just, I started getting really, really tired. But anyways, so I wanted to get some direction on, you know, Getting back to somewhat of a normal routine with work and my and my day in and day out uh, activities, I kid you not, I grabbed my deck. I was shuffling it, and as I was thinking of my question, my foster fail fluffy cat walked up to me and did his, you know, I want to be picked up cry and reached his arms up to me. So I picked him up as I always do. This is in general a pretty normal thing for him to do, uh, and then I asked for his help in picking the card for the direction I need this week. The card I pulled from my beautiful spirit animal deck was the cat spirit. (laughs) No joke. Uh, The cat spirit tells me to claim my independence. So I just laughed and giggled and thanked my cat for what an amazing connection (laughs) he brought on my card pull. So the cat spirit says... When the cat spirit meows, she is calling you to claim your independence 
and allow for some space between you and others in your life. The only way you can grow in all of your relationships now is to have a healthy sense of self-respect and self-worth. When you walk with dignity, knowing who you are, self-aware and willing to grow, trusting the value you bring, the world will mirror all of this back to you in kind. So I love that the card was pulled for the first time when I was holding my orange and white cat. And the picture of the um, cat uh, animal spirit is orange and white. I'm not sure if this gives me a bunch of direction on you know going back to work full time and all that good stuff, but I love the general message it brings to me this week. And it completely complements my goals and the direction I know is right. So I did, um, I did also buy a new book. I don't know if I mentioned starting Buckland's Complete Book of Witchcraft a while back, um, also known as Big Blue, but I got the audio download and I was about I don't know, like four or five chapters into listening to it and really found that I needed the hard copy. So I plan on starting over so I can make my notes as I follow along. Um, overall, this past weekend, or a couple weeks, were really all about healing for me. I did not do a bunch with my practice other than you know, researching the air element for today's podcast and, of course, recording it. Um, I watched a bunch of episodes from my favorite series, uh, Criminal Minds, and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I stumbled across the Cottage Fairy, and I really like her videos and watched more from the Chaotic Witch Ant and the Hearth Witch and Witch Wednesdays. So recovering in bed affords ample time for YouTube watching, <laughs> but I enjoyed every moment of it. On a you know, fluffy queen bed, I had my three cats snuggling up to me and my big German Shepherd dog sprawled out across most of it, and we all relaxed and YouTubed it up. I honestly think when I physically leave the house and go back to my full-time activities, my pets will probably all be a little confused. You know, having me home all week has been really nice, honestly, for all of us. So let's see, uh, moon status this week. Well, our beautiful moon had her big showing on Monday and yesterday in her super new moon darkness. This energy is still happening today though she starts her waxing crescent phase. Okay, let's jump into the elements, um, specifically focusing on air today. And I have the episode broken down into three main areas. First one is what are the elements, uh, specifically working with air today. Second one is how to use and work with the elemental energy of air in our practice. And then third is bringing the element of air into our office and work. I have a feeling this podcast may go a little long. I have pulled a bunch of information on the element of air. It's one that, honestly, when I started researching, I thought I wasn't super familiar with um, working with it and really know, you know, it's important for me to understand um, all of the elements so I can complete the balance in my practice. That said, I try to make these podcasts perfect for the working person and keep them around 30 minutes. For some reason, that is the timeline I have in my head for either listening while, you know, we're getting ready for work 
uh, in the morning or maybe driving to the office or having something relaxing to listen to on our drive home. But I have a feeling today's episode might go just a tad bit longer. And honestly, I was surprised how much I'm already working with the element of air and I just didn't even know it. So let's jump in. The four elements are fire, water, air, and earth. You will most always see them represented with a pentacle symbol. And I know this you know, has different meanings and interpretations, but for me and this podcast today, I'll be referring to the Western version of the pentacle and a five-pointed star representing the spirit and the four physical elements of fire, water, air, and earth. So what is elemental magic? Well, it really is getting down to the basic balance of everything in nature. In my personal opinion, the elements provide a harmony that we can either flow with or fight against. They each represent an energy in nature and a vibration that connects us all. Back on my episode on the element of water, I talked about the Greek philosopher Empedocles and how he believed that the elements were the root of all that was created. And Hippocrates, our father of medicine, believed in treating his patients with natural remedies and took the workings of Empedocles to create the four humors of the body. Now, the four symbols of our four elements (laughs) are a single triangle for fire with the point up, a single triangle for water with a point down, Air is a triangle pointed up with a line across the middle, and earth is a triangle pointed down with a line across the middle. So what are the basics about air? Well, the direction is east, the time is dawn, and the season for air is spring. Our air colors are white, yellow, and gold, and you can also use light blue or maybe some pastel type colors. Our crystals and stones will be um, amber, topaz, jasper, citrine, and agate. It will be pumice, amethyst, clear quartz, and topaz. Now our planets are Mercury, which is the great communicator, Jupiter, which is the power of knowledge, and Uranus. Our tools for the element of air are feathers, which to me are important signs, um, the wand, incense, the broom, and bells, also very important to me. Uh, our zodiac signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, and the, and, uh, the animals are obviously birds, because <laughs> they fly, um, flying insects, and spiders, and bats. Our metal is copper, And our flowers are lavender, yarrow, and anise. Herbs for the element of air will be frankincense, lemongrass, clover, myrrh, and pine, as well as peppermint, primrose, aspen, and bluebell. Now, there are a bunch of deities for air. Some that I recognized are Zeus, Hermes, and Morrigan. But please look up the complete list if you are interested in working with the air deities. The air nature spirits are the winged fairies, sprites, spirits, sylphs, and zephyrs. 
So all of those are like the basics about the element of air. But what do they all mean? The first area I focused on for the air element was the zodiac signs Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, and the planets Mercury, Jupiter, and Uranus, as these will you know, contribute to the energy that we can work with. So Gemini, you know, this is a sign of the twins and the planet Mercury. Gemini is our big communication sign that wants balance in their logical thinking thoughts. It's the dual side of things. Gemini are curious, they're talkative, intelligent, and friendly. They're a bit sassy and can have a sarcastic side to them, but they do not want to hurt anyone's feelings. Now, Libra has a big balance to them. The sign on the scales, they want justice. Libra can also be a bit sarcastic, and they do love to make you laugh and smile. Libra is a sign of harmony and has a special charm about them. Aquarius, that is a very independent sign and known for being a tad bit rebellious. They are intelligent, logical, caring, and creative. And Aquarius are honest people and very trustworthy. Now, for the planets, the first one is Mercury. So I did an episode on Wednesday being Mercury Day and dove into more details about this planet. But this is our big communication planet. It will bring us strong studies of subjects, uh, professional success, intellect, and commerce. It's our language, mind, and intelligent energy. Jupiter has a day too. It's Thursday. And if you want to pull that episode, there is a bunch more detail you can listen to um, on that one. But for today, Jupiter is basically our largest planet in our solar system. And this planet brings us abundance, anything big. It's about luck and it's about growth. It's all about expansion, being optimistic, and being confident. There is an independent side to Jupiter, and it also has balance and harmony that it brings to us. It's about being hardworking and disciplined and about being generous and helpful. So let's connect all of this energy and see how we can use it when working with the air element. So the actual element of air can, I think, seem a little tricky since it's not tangible like you know fire or earth or water are. You know, we see those. We can physically touch them. The element of air is something we need to feel. In Greek mythology, the anmoi were the four winds, and each of these four winds represented a direction of north, east, south, and west. The god of the north winds, Boreas, brought cold air and winter. These winds were violent, and they were called upon for protection. The god of the east winds, Eurus, brought the air to create storms at sea. These winds were turbulent. The god of the south winds, Notus, brought hot summer air, which came after the spring solstice. The god of the west winds, Zephyrus, was known to have gentle, breezy air. He brings the spring winds that are full of romance. So these four winds were known to hold powers 
and the air of the winds were captured in bags by witches and closed tight with knots to later be used by sailors who would loosen or tighten the knots to help control the winds. Um, okay, so air is you know, directly part of our ability to live, right? The breath of life. In ancient Greece, um, this was called pneuma. And for more modern times, if you think of the word pneumonia, it connects directly to the original word pneuma, spelled P-N-E-U-M-A. So air is a masculine energy. This energy gives life and it takes life. Air is a light, weightless energy to work with, and it helps to bring psychic abilities and divination to our practice. So this is an energy of, you know, communication, vision, awareness, thought, and innovation. Air is used to carry messages to spirits, our ancestors, and deities. Air can help send a message to the universe. It's a communication element and helps bring wisdom to our practice. So speaking of our practice, how is the element of air used and worked with? Well, think of air as movement and flying. Think of it as communication and a connection to others, whomever those you know, others may be for you. And think of it as um, life, something that keeps us breathing. There are many ways we can work with the element of air in our practice, but I've pulled a few for this podcast. So the first one is manifesting at dawn. Manifesting is you know, simply visualizing what we desire. If you are looking to work with air, dawn is the time of day to work within. And if there's, you know, like a natural breeze, even better. <laughs> I can say for myself, there have been times the wind or a breeze has literally stopped me in my tracks. I close my eyes and I feel it. Like I really feel it. And if I allow myself to slow down enough, I can usually sense what I am being reminded of. I feel like the wind is talking to me. And I can insert my side note here, which you know I love to do. Um, if you have seen the movie Chocolate with uh, Juliette Binoche, Johnny Depp, and Judi Dench, you'll see Juliette's character, Vian, moved um, or being moved by the wind as it you know, comes with messages from her mother and their gypsy medicinal life. So there are, a uh, second is there are ways to use the natural air breeze. So the first one is if the breeze is strong and heavy, you know, with big gusts, it's a good time to manifest big life changes. If the breeze is light and gentle, it's a good time to manifest communication and invite interaction. Manifest love and friendships on a light breezy day and manifest the releasing of something and letting go of the past on a gusty wind day. Third, um, I've, I pulled stormy days and strong winds. Now, storms bring an energy that is very unique. And I've mentioned in the past using full moon or new moon storm water for witchcraft workings. But you can, you can also use and work with the air and movement of the storms for powerful manifesting as they bring with them a true force. Now, storm energy can be used for getting you know, stagnant energy unstuck. 
Storm air is moving, and you can let it help move you out of a stagnant situation. You can use it for new beginnings. As a storm ends and the air slows down, signifying the completion of the storm, you can use the energy of manifesting your new beginnings. If the storm has big gusty winds, use this time to gain knowledge and manifest inner wisdom. So I also have, um, I pulled wind in general and how it signifies change, peace, strength, and opportunity. It can bring a balance to you and help ease anxiety. It can also stir up emotions, right? It can call to you. It can call you to make changes. The wind can remind you of something you should be doing and push you to act. The wind can move you to get things in motion. So fifth, I've got ritual tools. Now, there are a bunch of tools to use um, when working with the element of air. We have feathers, wands, incense, um, pens, brooms, and bells. And if you have any connection with birds, specifically (laughs) for me, it's crows and morning doves, um, you'll probably have many feathers at your altar. So let's start with feathers. Feathers are known for bringing messages from spirits and guides. They can represent lucid dreaming and astral travel. They invoke the element of air and are used for healings and blessings. Feathers represent shape-shifting and animal magic. Now, the color of the feather brought to you also has meaning. White means, or usually means a guardian angel is helping, and the universe is guiding you. If you happen to see more than one, it might mean you're being told you are on the right path. A black feather is all about protection and an awakening that you are going through. A spotted feather is a message to release your past. It's weighing you down. And a gray feather means peace is coming. Now, feathers can be used for um, guiding smoke during smudging. Peacock feathers have special meaning and have been, and have been um, excuse me, used in the uh, Buddhist practice for purification of the soul. They are considered lucky for those who find one and represent beauty that is both in us and all around us. Now, pheasant feathers are a symbol of protection. They remind us to show you know, our own beauty but also know when to keep it to ourselves. Pheasants can feel danger and know when to hide. So a pheasant feather reminds us to show our beauty and also know when to hide from danger. Crow and raven feathers are connected to shapeshifters and spell casters. They symbolize uh, transformation, creation, light, and knowledge. They can mean change is coming and that you are not fighting alone. Your guardian is nearby and helping. Now, blue jay feathers, or for anybody in California, it's probably scrub jay, (laughs) Um, they bring a message of communication and that you may need to focus more on it and being clear in what you are telling others. They can mean a time to balance your body, mind, and spirit and that you need to practice self-care. 
Now, if you happen to find an owl feather or, you know, one is dropped right in your path to find, you are getting a message of wisdom and the chance to see things beyond the obvious. The owl feather is all about seeing things beyond illusion and deception and about you know, being smart and wise and using the power of the night for protection against harm. There are more, you know, we have hawk feathers, which represent strength, seeing everything, guardianship and spiritual awakening. Swan feathers are a sign to slow down. Uh, to see peace and beauty within you and how much your healing energy matters to others. Woodpecker feathers are a symbol of discovery and swallow feathers are a symbol of communication and the power to manifest your thoughts. There are so many birds <laughs> and so many feathers, all of which have very unique and specific messages. So next I've got wands. Uh, so wands for working with the element of air you know, if you have your own wand, um, even better if you made it, you already know the power of using it. I won't go into too much about making wands, but it, it's noted in a lot of articles that wood wands are the most common. And if you trusted your intuition and happened to pick out a stick or a piece of wood, um, you know, maybe out on one of your hikes or nature walks, and you have something that is already personally connected to you, you're going to have a lot of power associated with that wand. From there, you can decorate the wand and shape it to be exactly what works best for you. Now, the type of wood or the branch that you have will make a significant difference on the energy it brings. And you can look up the different type of wood, um, you know, their meanings. So ways to use your wand. You can use your wand for directing your intentions and focusing your mind. Wands are an extension of ourselves and help direct our energy towards something. We typically want to visualize the energy inside us moving through our body and out our hands and into the wand. And then, of course, pointing the wand directly at the object we want to change our energy and charge it with. Second is to cast a circle with a wand. Now, casting a circle is very important and our wands play a big role in the completion of the circle. It's a visual representation of us circling our body and imagining the light in the circle getting bigger and bigger and rising up until it completes the circle we want to be in. Almost like, you know, a cone or a circle of protection. So we can also use our wands for writing our intentions. Now, this can be a useful tool uh, when working with the element of air. You can actually take your wand and write out the words in the air in front of you. And then as you finish the spell, circle the words or phrase and then point your wand up to send the uh, words into the universe for action. I also have seen some notes on using your wand to activate crystals and stones However, I personally don't have much information about this one or was able, able excuse me, to grab a good amount of data on it. Uh, that is something, if that is something you already do, you know, and it works for you, more power to you. If not, and it's something you're interested in, please try looking it up so you can gather your own information about it. And oh my goodness, there's literally a squirrel, <laughs> a squirrel that has been screaming at me the whole time. Hopefully you guys cannot hear this too much, but it is just sitting there talking to me. 
Okay, bells. So bells and working with the element of air. This one I love. And I did an entire podcast called uh, The Shopkeeper's Bell back in December of 22. I love bells. I always have. And bells for me have many layers of meaning and significance. Bells in witchcraft are extremely powerful and used for their sounds and their protection. Witches' bells are a true staple in most witchcraft practices. And while they are certainly beautiful to look at, and of course come in many shapes and sizes, the intention of protection still stands true in our practices today. In addition to using you know, bells for protection, they can be used for purification, uh, they can be used for cleansing, and for celebration. Now, witches' bells are usually small to medium in size. You can typically hold one in your hand, and they are hung on the front doorknob inside the home. But really, they can be hung anywhere you want to ward off negativity. They can be very decorative and elaborate with, you know, other items and charms tied to the bells, or they can be simple and plain and just the actual bell. So either way, the witch's bell is a powerful protector of negative energy. There are many ways to use a witch's bell too, you know, not just hung on the front door. There are different types of witch's bells that you can make specifically for healing, um, for protection, for cleansing, for balance, and to invoke the element of air for energy. I also pulled incense. So incense and the element of air, you know, it's hard not to think of fire <laughs> or the element of fire when talking about incense, but really the smoke that rises and the fragrance we smell from it are the powerful components of incense that give us the energy for our practice with air. There really is an art to interpreting the meanings of smoke rising and specifically the burning of incense and the reading of the messages that the smoke gives us as it dances around us in the room. It's been a long time practice used in meditation and to purify or cleanse the space. But the smoke that rises holds a message. Now, a quick cursory overview, and I really do mean quick. There's so much information on this topic that I could honestly do a whole separate podcast on it. But quickly, generally, smoke that rises up in a straight line equals a heaviness in the room, and the area needs to be cleansed. If it's moving in a straight line up, it's not being allowed to move freely about. Now, there is some energy, something, some energy that is holding it in place. Now, smoke moving towards your right is something positive and good. And smoke moving towards your left is something negative and bad. Now, smoke that rises up but keeps getting, you know, cut and broken means something troubling is coming. And smoke that turns into shapes and figures can take on multiple meanings. For faces, it really depends on what you see and how you feel about it when you see it. For shapes and figures, go ahead and look into those specifically for more details because there's a bunch. What about bringing the element of air into our office and work? As a reminder, when I pull information on connecting my practice to my work and office, I'm doing it with the intention of creating a balance for me personally. 
that said, I do not work in a place that I can have nor want to have my personal spiritual beliefs out in the open. My goodness. Um, So when I end my podcast with ways to incorporate the topic into our jobs and corporate world, it's always under the umbrella of being inconspicuous. So with that, (laughs) I have some ways we can incorporate the element of air into our work week. The easy ones, of course, are going to be wearing the colors, crystals, and stones that represent air. Our colors are white, yellow, and gold, and you can use pastel colors and light blue. Our crystals and stones will be amber, topaz, jasper, citrine, agate, pumice, amethyst, clear quartz, and topaz. So another easy one to have an air element um, in your office is to use one of the plants, flowers, or herbs at your desk. For more, uh, you know, for this, you're going to want lavender, yarrow, anise, frankincense, lemongrass, clover, myrrh, and pine, as well as peppermint, primrose. You can use aspen and bluebell. Second, I have if you find a feather, pick it up, and at your desk, you'll have good luck. Okay, that's not a thing. I just made it up. But I do have feathers at my desk. I have actually opened, literally opened my car door at my parking spot and looked down to find a feather right there for me. I have this feather still at my desk. Having feathers is not probably going to draw any uh, specific attention to you or your practice. I think many people find beauty in feathers in general. So third, I have bells. Now, I actually do have a shopkeeper's bell on the front door of my office, and I also have one, excuse me, at my desk. Now, bells can look very different. A shopkeeper's bell is fairly specific. I have many other bells at my home that might look a little more suspicious, (laughs) and while having them in my desk drawer would, you know, would probably be okay, I don't know that I would have them out hanging on doorknobs or in windows, as I think that would draw a bunch of attention to them. Uh, Fourth, I have the air element is all about communication. So Wednesday is our day to magnify this energy. If you want to do any workings before you go into the office or maybe quietly when you get in to help with your communication for the day, Wednesday is your air element day to help generate this power and visualization. Fifth, I've got smoke. Now, if you're able to have a candle going at your desk, even if it's a small one, you can read the smoke when you blow it out. You can even do this on your midday lunch break by focusing on what you want to manifest and then blow the candle out and look at what the smoke tells you and then use that direction for your next step. Now, six, if you have any birds at your office, I would talk to them. I will often have crows visit me. There is a resident hawk in the trees across the street. And of course, I have multiple scrub jays and sparrows that sing their song each morning. Now, if you're lucky enough to have bats at your work, they also hold a special meaning with the element of air, although you probably won't see them unless you work the night shift. There, uh, there was an outdoor theater I grew up going to, and there were a couple of bats that would always fly around while the play was being performed. Now, they were eating the moss that were drawn to the theatrical lights, and I remember being surprised that everyone was so calm even though the bats were flying around, since 
you know, most people seem to be afraid of them. I actually had the huge honor of having a family of bats take up residence at my home in my front door, kind of like covered area a while back. Now, my two boys were little at the time, maybe, I don't know, eight and 10. Um, and they named the babies after all the characters in the TV cartoon, The Simpsons. So we had Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. We actually stopped using the front door during the day because we didn't want to wake them up. Um, once we saw how many bugs they ate each night, oh my goodness, we welcomed them with open arms. I really loved that experience and we were a little sad when it was time for them to move on. Back to the element of air. I, of course, have a poem for you today. Um, I've actually taken the actual script from the ending of the movie Chocolate, and it says, But still, the clever north wind was not satisfied. The wind spoke to Vian of towns yet to be visited, of friends in need yet to be discovered, of battles yet to be fought. Now in the movie, you see Vian at the river's edge. She throws her mother's ashes into the wind and we hear the narrative say, by someone else next time. And so it was, the north wind grew weary and went on its way. When summer came to the little village, a new breeze from the south blew soft and warm. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you for joining me today on The Element of Air, and I wish you a wonderful weekend. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, Please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes. <laughs>